is in the know for Friday, May 28th, the 148th day of 2021. There are 217 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know coming up today. We update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We kick off the big Memorial Day weekend. Stephen Miller stops by uh, about uh, East Main Market tonight. And we will have the water cooler question, your chance to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. A little distracted. Doing a little bit of dress shopping over here. So, so you're um, dress shopping well, at the... Okay. Yeah, I'll put it down. So. That's right. All right. Just <laughs> suspend. Pause the dress shopping. Yes. You got you going somewhere? You got somewhere to be? Well, in a few months. It's no secret that you have misophonia. Now, you, you've not been clinically uh, diagnosed with misophonia, but we're pretty sure you got it, oh, right? Oh, I'm certain. Because you don't like hearing people slurping a drink, nope. chewing, deep inhale, uh, clicking, uh, just monotonous noises, yes. correct? Uh, it can make some people angry, anxious, or utterly disgusted, including you. The good news is scientists have recently discovered why these commonly innocuous sounds are overwhelming to others. That through analysis of brain scans that people with misophonia had stronger instances of activity connecting the area of the brain that processes sound and the pre-motor cortex, which is the area of the brain responsible for movement in the mouth and throat. Okay. That's about as clear as mud. Yeah. Did um, you? I think what you got is, see, what we say is you got one of those overactive <laughs> premotor cortexes. Is that fair enough yeah, to say that fair. the, I don't know what that means, but nonetheless, there it is. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. Two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, Washington, D.C., and even Livermore, Kentucky. Thank goodness. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Thank goodness we didn't have to go to Livermore last night. Livermore is a terrible place to visit. You know, you gotta you gotta want to get there. Although it does lower the bar so that Calhoun seems better. Yeah. You know, you get to Livermore and you See, go, I've never oh, been Liver- to. I've never been to Calhoun. Yeah, I guess technically you haven't because you've not right been there beyond the school. Yeah, because and yeah. I've only been to the school once for a scrimmage <laughs> football game. Lucky for that you. we weren't sure if they won or lost. As Bill Lee used to say, you can't get there from here. So yeah. that's why we don't cover games at McLean yeah. County because Bill says you can't get here from you can't get there from here you got to go i love it when they have a game somewhere else so we can choose to do the other game and not have to go there (laughs) are you staying home for memorial day yes uh there are six times more americans expected to travel by plane this year 
than in 2020. That's about right. Uh, Earlier in May, the prediction was more than 37 million people were expected to travel at least 50 miles over the weekend, which is defined. We're in the middle of it already. It started uh, yesterday afternoon through uh, Monday night at midnight, which is a 60% increase from 2020. I did catch some of the uh, news stations in uh, airports over the last 24 hours, just you know, doing their man on the street, talking with people getting to the airport, and how many people were surprised. They hadn't seen that many people in one place in a long time, mm-hmm. was the point. Because if you've been in the airport... You know, I've been in the airport a couple of times in the last 15 months, and um, I kind of liked it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there Me was too. Like, See, there's like, some positives hey, to this. Hey, this is not I so agree. nice not having everybody on top of you. This and, is mm-hmm. not so bad, but I think um, I think we're getting back to uh, sword. more people than you might actually like to be around. Weather-wise, wow, what a mixed bag uh, expected for Memorial Day weekend. We just continued to watch tomorrow's high plummet to uh, 10 days ago we were saying i guess nine days ago we were saying wow that's saturday look at that 75 and no chance of rain well it's backed its way into 57 as the high and a 30 percent chance of rain for tomorrow so we're gonna see off and on showers throughout the morning today a few afternoon showers then um mon- sunday and monday looking nice the, the those are great the sunday that we're getting was the Saturday that we were expecting. So it will be here. It's just going to be 24 hours delayed. So we'll see scattered thunderstorms, 60% chance of rain, a high of 78 today. Scattered showers, breezy tonight, and a low of 52. Drizzle and breezy tomorrow, and a high of 57. It will not, tomorrow will not feel like, it won't even feel like Mother's Day weekend. It'll feel like maybe Easter weekend that we occasionally Mm -hmm. get with highs in the 50s. It's just... uh, Columbus Day kind of thing, you know, yeah, on that back like, end of October. What's happening here? What is what is going on? Uh, I saw a headline this morning that uh, President Biden is going to release a $6 trillion budget. Like, oh, you know, we're getting into some real money. <laughs> you get to $6 trillion. <laughs> the GOP is offering a $928 billion plan on infrastructure funded with COVID aid. Uh, GOP leaders now trying to take some of the unspent COVID relief money, which they just threw everything in there. The Democratic leadership said it didn't have anything to do with COVID, but we're going to put it in there and earmark it and say it's emergency response. The GOP is saying you've got a whole bunch of money that you're sitting on for these types of projects like bridges, water resources, airports, broadband, uh, rail travel. So uh, you'll see kind of a tug of war on what to do. But I think the $6 billion budget is is aside from this emergency spending that they're doing. But the tug of war continues. The Senate was in session until about 3 a.m. this morning, Oof. and they're back at it again already. They're trying to get away for the Memorial Day weekend, but there is uh, some ground to travel before they can be uh, set free. You mentioned bridges, and I know, I know a bridge in, in northern Kentucky that uh, <laughs> might be a little bit of a uh, point that, People want, you know, the Brent Spence up there. And what was the one um, in Tennessee over I-40? Uh, in Memphis? Crossing the, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brent Spence isn't much better. So uh, yeah, they just not... put a fresh coat of paint on it, and everyone was like, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, by the way, I saw, um, if, you, if you are a faithful member of the audience, you'll know that I've been watching Hustle and Toe on mm-hmm. ABC, oh, yeah. uh, on A&E. 
And one of the tow crews that they follow is from northern Kentucky. Really? And this is the it's the crew that responded to the fire on Brent's Brent's Bent Brent Spence Bridge last fall. Really? Yes. And so it was very exciting to see it. I'm trying to think of the from, crews up there now that I from a towing standpoint. Of. Yeah, huh. it's, uh, it was really marvelous the way they did it, and the seeing it from their perspective on how they were having to clear the scene, but they weren't sure about bridge integrity either. Well, I loved watching the transportation cabinet did a time lapse of them fixing the bridge. And it was really interesting because I have no idea how to fix a bridge. I mean, wouldn't even know where to start. And it was just really interesting seeing how they did, went through and, well, I guess, fixed it I, to put a Band-Aid on it, rather. I have seen my fair share of old Western movies, and mm-hmm. I know how to blow one up <laughs> in case that helps. <laughs> I think I could figure that out. Sure. You just need a plunger and some dynamite. Mm-hmm. Not, not, like, Coyote? not like a bathroom plunger. It's a different kind of... It's a different kind of plunger. Uh, 421 new coronavirus cases reported by Governor Bashir's office yesterday. Four more deaths. So that number, I am very much looking forward to our first day where we can say zero. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that will be, but we're getting closer. Positivity rate 2.51%, by the way. a uh, Less than a week after losing a recent Grayson County High School grad in a parkway fatality, a Litchfield man has died. In an accident, also in Hardin County, 26-year-old Jake Wisdom of Litchfield was killed yesterday morning about 3.45 in a single-vehicle accident on the WK Parkway. The state police said the accident occurred at the 120-mile marker of the westbound Parkway. Police said the preliminary investigation revealed Wisdom was traveling in a Toyota Camry when, for unknown reasons, lost control of the vehicle, entered the median, overturned several times, ejecting him from the vehicle. He was pronounced dead at the scene by the Hardin County Coroner's Office. A Clarkson woman has been injured after swerving off the uh, WK Parkway, flipping her car onto its top. This happened Wednesday night about uh, nearly 10 o'clock. Single vehicle accident at the 116 westbound uh, mile marker of the westbound parkway. 31-year-old Courtney Prophet was driving a Jeep Cherokee, said she swerved to miss an animal, left the roadway, and entered a ditch. She was helped from the heavily damaged vehicle by a good Samaritan. Samaritan originally refused... Uh, uh, treatment, but then was later taken to a hospital by private means and reported some type of head injury. Another Kentucky resident has been arrested for his role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. uh, 20-year-old Nicholas Brockhoff of Covington was arrested yesterday afternoon in Memphis, according to the FBI, Brockhoff was seen discharging a fire extinguisher from the lower west terrace onto law enforcement officers standing below. The officers were forced to leave the area because their vision was obstructed. He then entered the Capitol building through a broken window by climbing the scaffolding of the lower west terrace. He was also caught on video wearing a stolen Metropolitan Police Department helmet. Brockhoff has been charged with use of a deadly or dangerous weapon, obstructing law enforcement during civil disorder, and assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers. He is currently in federal custody. So we're uh, over a dozen Kentuckians now arrested in that incident, and about 450 people nationwide have been arrested and federally charged by the FBI. It's amazing. All of the like watching the FBI, how they put together all of these pieces, and it's. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for one day and just watch how they, you know, find all these different pieces of video and break it apart and everything. It's really interesting. I think it also bears out the fact that the FBI has been able to arrest 450 people, shows they've been productive enough in getting 
the detail necessary that we don't need a commission. We don't need a one six commission to go through here and grandstand longer. That's the that's the Biden administration's opportunity and the Pelosi leadership. They just want to draw this out and make conservatives look bad for as long as possible. The FBI is showing we're able to do our job and go in and charge people individually with wrongdoing in this case, which is the way it should be. And I would be interested to see in the end at the end of the day what the punishments look like for this on these federal charges. Well, this what, guy, I mean, spraying a fire extinguisher in a police officer's face sure. or something like that. Right. That's Plus, stealing a helmet. You yeah. can't steal a helmet. Come no. on, get it together. Governor Bashir announced four economic development projects yesterday that collectively will create over 500 new jobs in Kentucky with a $273 million investment. The first one is in Williamsburg. It's Firestone Industrial Products. They will create 250 full-time jobs in Williamsburg with a $50 million expansion of their automotive air springs manufacturing plant. Canada-based Kruger Packaging is expected to invest $114 million to establish a state-of-the-art packaging manufacturing operation in Hardin County, which will create at least 150 jobs in the coming years. It's a new 400,000-square-foot facility in that uh, T.J. Patterson Industrial Park, by the way. Wheeland, North America, plans to create 75 jobs with a $100 million copper and copper alloy recycling facility in Shelby County. And the fourth announcement, smaller in the number of jobs created, but involves one of our signature industries. The startup bourbon producer Jackson Purchase Distillery will upgrade a long-idled facility and create 30 well-paying jobs as part of their uh, new plan and expansion for an operation in Fulton County. There we go. See, so Fulton County, you don't really think of Fulton County as that bourbon country. Let's let's say this. It's a great extension to the bourbon trail. Let's put it that way. Oh, who doesn't want to go to Fulton? <laughs> I was gonna say, um I'm gonna defer to I've him. I've never never <laughs> been there. Furthest west I've ever been is, is Graves County. We've been there a couple times. You mean in Kentucky or the furthest west you've been? Well, in Kentucky, okay. yes. Right. I, mean, I was going to say. I've been to California. We're going to hook you up with Lewis and Clark. And, and I've been to you, St. Louis, send you out. Texas. I, I, I thought, surely that couldn't be. I'm happy to go to Fulton if I'm on my way to somewhere else. But the thing is, once you get to Fulton, you're landlocked. Isn't there the Amtrak station there? At Fulton? I, I don't think know. there is. is. There? I think... But I do want to ride an Amtrak across country. So there you go. So. You have now have a reason to go to Fulton. <laughs> Well, plus, if if I need some bourbon balls or (laughs) something like that, apparently they're going to be doing that. Ten more regional driver's license facilities are opening next month. This is part of the migration to move driver's licensing out of circuit court clerk's offices and into transportation cabinet offices, making the transition in June. Hancock and Hart, there are ten of them, but the two that are important to you are potentially Hancock and then Hart County. So uh, those of you that live in and around Mumfordville will be able to uh, do the do the new way of your driver's license. That's uh, Paducah, Madisonville, Bowling Green, Owensboro, E-Town, basically all of the larger cities in Kentucky already have them. So now they'll be making their move to the smaller uh, counties, the less, the less populous counties. The U.K. women's softball team, will face a familiar foe in Alabama in the NCAA Super Regionals. That will be today through Sunday. One of the top teams in the nation, Alabama, will host the Wildcats in the Tuscaloosa Regional in the best-of-three series that uh, is underway starting today. 
in addition to UK and Alabama, Arkansas is hosting Arizona. Florida is taking on Georgia and Gainesville. LSU is taking on Florida State and Baton Rouge. And Missouri is playing host to James Madison. So I think, Sam, uh, eight teams then go to the Softball World Series. Correct. Is that right? In Oklahoma City. And it's interesting because Alabama's star pitcher is from Grayson, Kentucky, Carter County. From Carter County. So it's kind of interesting that. You know, she's going against the Cats. Yes. Yeah, she did. She How did chose, she not end up She in chose not to stay home. Two of Kentucky's first three U.K. football games are set for a noon kickoff. The schedule is out now. Uh, University of Louisiana Monroe. Yes. Is that right? Game will be one. the opener on September 4th. So that's Labor Day weekend. September 11th, Missouri. So an early SEC game for the Cats. Uh, Chattanooga on the 18th and then at Carolina, home to host Florida, LSU, at Georgia, at Mississippi State, hosting Tennessee, at Vandy, hosting New Mexico State, and then on the road to the stadium formerly known as Papa John's. <laughs> I don't know what the name is. So just Cardinal Stadium now? I think it is just they Cardinal are, Stadium. They, oh, they tore down the old Cardinal Stadium, so now they can call this place Cardinal mm-hmm. Stadium. New Cardinal Stadium, right? Yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess that's right. I'm going to take your all's word for it. <laughs> You're not no our clue. expert when it comes to college no. football stadium names. No. And this no. made me laugh. Uh, you know, there are a lot of drive-through clinics, lot drive-through vaccination clinics um, around the country. But in East Tennessee, a woman was arrested outside the Foothills Mall because she was speeding and driving through, injure, uh, threatening to injure National Guard personnel and healthcare workers who were providing vaccinations. She was driving recklessly and shouting, "No vaccine! Oh, no dear. vaccine!" <laughs> they do it differently in Eastern Tennessee. I feel like she should have to get the vaccine now as her punishment. <laughs> That would be funny if she did, absolutely. we got to get to a break. Stephen Miller is a native of Grayson County, of course. He is the lead singer of Papa Bear and the Love Den, performing at the East Main Market tonight. We will talk to Stephen, and uh, maybe, we can, maybe we can talk him into a little performance while he's here as well. So hang around here on In the Know. Today is brisket day. It is uh, also hamburger day today. I think there'll be some hamburgers on the horizon today. Uh, Also this weekend, Sunday, it's hole in my bucket day. Yes, because of the song, hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza, we say good morning to Stephen Miller. Stephen, do you know that song? I don't. They don't request that one on Broadway much. <laughs> Doesn't come up too much. No. Uh, there's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza. Dear Liza, you probably have to watch children's programming if you wanted to learn that song. But I'm surprised <laughs> having a mother as an educator that she didn't teach that to you at some point in time. Yeah. it's uh, Speaking of my mother, you said it's brisket day. Mm-hmm. Just so happens, the only way I talked my band into coming down for this weekend was I said, my mom will smoke a brisket for you guys today. So she's she's got a brisket on the smoker. Oh, there'll be and there'll be brisket. There will be brisket. That's my favorite for the band only. So don't show up at our house <laughs> wanting brisket because there's just enough for the guys. And you are considered part of the band. I think so. Yeah, okay, they haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> that's, that's good. By the way, welcome home. Thank you. Uh, good to see you. I, uh, I the question came to me this morning. Do you remember the first time you picked up a guitar? Yeah, 
I do. Well, there's there's kind of a, two instances. I, I picked it up when I was about 13, and I was taking lessons. And the guy that was giving me lessons, um, his name escapes me right now, he quit giving them, so I just quit too because I was more into sports. But the second time, about I was 19, so that was about 15 years ago, um, we went to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and hung out. Uh, for family vacation and ran into this guy named Todd Cowart. And uh, he had one of those looper pedals where he could, he played by himself, but he could build a song with this looper pedal. And he knew everything from Britney Spears to Zeppelin to whatever you wanted to hear. And I just thought that was so amazing. And being 19 years old and uh, I wasn't, didn't get a basketball scholarship. So that was, that was <laughs> gone out the door. I just thought that was so cool. So I came home from that vacation, told Dad, I said, I'm, I'm going to learn to play guitar. I want to be like this guy. And uh, that's what I did. I picked up Dad's guitar when I got home. And uh funny thing is I actually reached, found him on Instagram uh, a few months ago and reached out to him and kind of told him that story. And uh told him, I said, next time you're in Nashville, man, hit me up. I want to go get some coffee and talk to you about life and, and things like that. So. I'm sure it meant a lot to him to hear that, too, because he's not clearly, he's not a household name. No. But the fact that as an artist, you know, he's helping pave the way and encourage other artists, you know, that's kind of the that's kind of the name of the game. Yeah. One of the reasons I ask you is because I even remember during your athletic career, um, I, I remember knowing about you that you had a, you had an interest in music and performing that a lot of your peers didn't have, and the reason that I say that is you're you're still obviously a young man, but you your generation uh, and your peers were much more likely to be either or. Mm-hmm. You were kind of either an athlete and a jock, or you were a musician, or you were more intellectual, or you were. And I rem- I distinctly remember about you of noting that you were someone who had interest. In both, and so yeah. even someone like me was able to see that you you were a little bit different and had a fascination and a passion for it that maybe other people didn't have. Yeah, that that's cool that you recognize that. You know, I guess Dad had a lot to do that do with that because you know he he was always into music um, growing up. It was on ninety five seven QMF, <laughs> and uh, song yeah. would come on. He'd be like, "Who's this? Uh, that's Sticks." Well, who's <laughs> Who's the drummer? I don't know, Dad. I don't know the drummer for Sticks. Who's the lead singer? You know, he was just trying to stump me any way he could. And uh, most of the time, you know, he's he's going to stump just about anybody in the country with classic rock knowledge. So, Do you draw him now, though, into other genres and stump him? Yes. Okay, I was just making <laughs> yes. sure. I assume that you did. Uh, how long you been in Nashville living there? It'll be eight years next month in just a few weeks. What's it? Uh, eight years down the road. How has it been? Uh, let me let me ask it this way first. Has it been all it's cracked up to be? Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, for for somebody like me, there's there was never you never had the thought. Well, I could do music full time. Like that's. I mean, you just don't know that that opportunity's out there, really. Um, so moving to Nashville, it just kind of. If if you want to do it bad enough and you want to play music all the time, there's there's opportunities, there's avenues for that, and you know it's it's just exciting every step of the way. 
for the most part. There's days when it's not, of course, with anything. But, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's been crazy just just to be able to do it full time and make a living. If you watch the industry, or you watch you. you it's pretty common to see the success stories, if you will, when somebody gets over, you know, to use a wrestling term, but when they when they hit these certain peaks of the industry, they have hit records or they have, you know, successful tours or whatever. It's easy to see those things. What many people don't understand though is the sacrifice and the sweat that goes into doing what what you're doing, but you're acutely aware of how hard it is to make a living doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, you sacrifice a lot, and that's uh, it's it just takes takes a lot of mental stability to be in the music business because there's so many highs and so many lows. Um, you'll play to nobody, and then you know a couple of weeks later you'll play to you know ten thousand people, and the the difference in that is just it's crazy to think about. And until you've been on a stage. In front of crowds like that, you just don't know the high of, of that. Like, it's it's better than any any high in this life. You clearly set out, when you when you set your sights south on I-65 and said, I'm doing this, and what? You were working down on West Main Street, right, before you? Working at Bell Cheese, yeah. yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> and so you said, I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to do. And um, what has been – you clearly had some notion or some idea in your mind what it was going to be like. Eight years down the road, what's the biggest surprise to you that you hadn't considered when you pointed your nose at Nashville? That's a good question. Um, I think the biggest thing is just like the community of musicians in Nashville. It's so like a family atmosphere. Um, of course, it's competitive, but at the same time, man, people are just trying to help each other out, you know. And and if it weren't for uh, relationships I built, like I I wouldn't have any gigs. Like your first gigs you get is somebody calling you last minute saying, "Hey, can can you do this gig? Like I I need help." And you're like, "Yeah, you just you just go and do it." Right. Um, so that 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 was, you know, you just we're used to a dog eat dog world and, and down there in Nashville, you, you just build like a family system and you're just trying to help each other out. Eight years in, you also have had an opportunity to prove yourself to your colleagues around you and to that community that you're talking about. You have a reputation, you are a known thing, you know, you've been visible on on Broadway and playing. So they know the community you're talking about knows if Stefan Miller can be counted on or not. And so you've got enough credibility that you're probably certainly able to use that to your advantage. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing that I'll tell any, any new musician that comes to town and kind of picks my brain about how, how to do this thing. And I just say, be dependable, show up early. And the thing in Nashville is we call it be a good hang. So be be easy to be around. You know, if you're a a diva and you you don't have time for anything, like your time is more important than anybody else's, then people aren't going to want to be in a van with you for a ten hour drive. And <laughs> and you know, so you you've got to be easy to get along with. You know, even if you're the guy in the back that never says anything like that, I'd rather be in a van with somebody like that than somebody that acts like uh, Axl Rose. You know what I mean? Don't be a bad coworker yeah. is what you're saying, right? Uh, what are your, do you have a current goal? 
do you have a, you know, you've been down there eight years and you seem to be happy and you seem to be working. Uh, you don't look starved. So you're, you're, you know, you're getting fed somewhere. So yeah. I would ask you, do you have a current thing on your horizon that says I'm working toward this? Yeah. So, uh, interestingly enough, um, I'm going to be going in the studio, <clears throat> excuse me, this, this year and recording some music and putting it out. So, um, I haven't done that yet. <clears throat> it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be working with a guy named Jimmy Mattingly. Ah, I don't know if you guys, have he's heard a of kind him. of an up and coming, uh, violin player. <clears throat> Is that right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, me and Jimmy are going to go in the studio and, uh, lay down some of my songs and release them this year. So that's exciting, man. That is exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see the, the byproducts of that project. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. Uh, I think, I think you're willing to perform for us, uh, yeah. while we have you here before we run out of time. I do want to ask though, what are the origins of Papa bear and the love den? So how'd that come about? So really it was, I had met, I had met my drummer, um, when I first moved to town, there's this thing called Nashville gig finder. It's a group on Facebook, but you can say, Hey, look for guys to play with, or I need a bass player for this gig or whatever. So we responded to a, a post that had, you know, there was, they were like, let's do a nineties rock band. So we both responded to that same post and, um, we started playing together, and we wanted to put our own band together, and we thought, you know, what can we call it? And for some reason, he just always called me Papa Bear. We had another friend that we called Huggy Bear, so we were like, you know, bears were becoming a theme. <laughs> and uh, he's so, he's so, he's so uh, thoughtful about stuff like that and has a good imagination, and he just came up with Papa Bear and the Love Den, and it just sounded perfect. And... Uh, People love the name, so, um, and I'm actually a Papa Bear these days now, officially, with a little one of my own. So you know, it just fits all all the way around. Mm-hmm. You just there's something about you that just seems like a Papa Bear. He just said I was so big and cuddly and sweet, and <laughs> you know, it just fit. I don't know. So how have you been? I tell you, by the way, can you can you hang over another segment? Yeah, can you why not? All right, let's good. Let's do that. Um, what uh, what has Papa Bear and the Love Den spent the last year doing? You know, when Nashville has been different than Tennessee and Tennessee has been different than Kentucky, uh, during the thick of things, when the lights were dim on Broadway for that whatever period of time that was, how did you all manage? You know, we all we all kind of did our own thing. Um, we, we collabed on a few things. Uh, there was a video we did for uh kind of a March Madness parody thing that we got together and did for um one shining moment because <laughs> it was all you know, the tournament was canceled and I thought like let's let's record something. Let's do one shining moment. Like this song's amazing, it's kinda cheesy, which makes it really a great song. And the guy most of the guys had never heard it. They're like, What song is this? And I'm like <laughs> How do you not really? know this? Yeah. But, you know, they don't come from basketball states like we do. So Clearly. Um, go cards, by the way. <laughs> but we did that, and we did a few streams and, and stuff. Like I did a, a whole John Mayer show and on a stream. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of did our thing. My, my bass player, he started flipping houses and, 
you know, we just kind of took a break, which was good, you know. When was your, do you remember your first gig back? What month was that? Well, I started playing some gigs late last year. Um, they were opening things kind of half, half capacity in Nashville and uh, just doing like acoustic stuff. But the full band stuff has just started within the last month. So, um, yeah, it was great to get back in front of people because, you know, people have been wanting live music. Like, it's one of those things you don't know how much you miss it till it's gone type thing. And, and, and live streams are great, but it's just not the same. You don't you don't get that same energy. Yeah, and nationally now there's a tour, uh, there's a traffic jam of tours. Everybody's yeah. trying to get out. Buildings are full. <laughs> uh, there's revenge touring that's going on. It's going to be an interesting next uh, year, year and a half. So, uh, so I'm glad you'll you'll hang around with us for another yeah. segment. You're going to perform when we come back. I understand one of your producers handed you a note with a specific request yep. so uh we'll look forward to that maybe a little chris stapleton when we come back stefan miller lead singer of papa bear and the love den we'll also tell you where you can hear stefan and the guys will tell you all about that coming up here on in the know did you know uh, did you know Stephen Miller is uh, with Papa Bear and the Love Den, and he is our guest on the show today. Stephen, did you know the standard way for Russians to answer the telephone is, I'm listening, I'm listening. They don't say hello. They say, I'm listening. That seems very Russian to me. Yeah, that seems like something they would portray Russian to do in a movie, but that's not yeah. really how they do it. Well, it's like that they never say goodbye. In movies. That's right. They just hang up. They just hang up. I, I'm more of a fan. Alexander Graham Bell actually wanted people to say ahoy when they answered the phone. <laughs> Which I'd prefer. I would think that would be awesome. I've, I've given it some thought to deciding whether I want to do that. Uh, I would think, Stefan, with you being the type of trendsetter that you are, if you'll start doing that, then soon everybody <laughs> will, be, will be doing that. Uh, we'll see. I, 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 <laughs> I claim that I am a trendsetter, and my wife, she kind of rolls her eyes when... Mm-hmm. I say things but like she, that, but she's not here, so there's no eye rolling. Uh, that's right. That can be that can be done. Uh, I understand. I, I kind of teased it going into the break. You got a note from one of your producers, literally, mm-hmm. uh, about a particular song that uh, we're looking forward to to possibly hearing. What What are you going to do for us? And then we'll talk about where you can hear more tonight. Um, so I had a request for some Chris Stapleton this morning, and. Uh, Hoping that my voice holds out for that, and the 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 brisket babe, yeah, the brisket babe is asking for some Chris Stapleton. <laughs> so right. uh, if you know it, sing along at home. Yeah, at home, not in the studio. It's just <laughs> it's just for Stephen. Here's uh, what starting over from uh, Stephen Miller of Papa Bear and the Love Den. Saving for a rainy day 
beat the storm and be on our way. And it don't matter to me wherever we are, where I wanna be. And only for once in our lives, let's take our chances and roll the dice. I can be your lucky penny, you can be my four-leaf clover. Stop no. This might not be an easy time. There's rivers to cross and hills to climb. Some days we might fall apart. Some might be cold and dark. And nobody wins afraid of losing. And the hard roads are the ones we're choosing Someday we'll look back and smile It knows worth every mile And it don't matter to me Wherever we are where I want to be And only for once in our lives Let's take our chances and roll the dice I can be your lucky penny You can be my four-leaf clover Starting over Starting over Don't matter to me wherever we are, where I wanna be. And only for once in our lives, let's take our chances and roll the dice. I can be your lucky penny, you can be my four-leaf clover. Starting over. Starting over. So good. Well done. Thank hey, you. I just got caught watching my own show. Like, that's a rule. You don't do <laughs> in our business, don't get caught watching your own show. I'm just sitting here watching Steph, and I'm like, this, this is awesome. It's, Thank it's you. wonderful. Very, very good. Uh, we can hear that and a whole lot more this evening as uh, at East Main Market, as you all are headlining tonight's uh, event. What, um, what are you looking forward to tonight about kind of coming home and playing? Man, this has been the first time that uh, I've brought my band to Litchfield to play, my hometown. And uh, I can't believe it's taken this long, but it's exciting, you know, because I've had a lot of people um, from here visit Nashville, and they message me like, where are you playing? So they've seen me playing Nashville, but 
Um, there's a lot of people that can't make it to Nashville to see me play, so I get to bring this our show to them. Is there one place in Nashville that you frequent more than another for just for, for general knowledge? If you're looking for you, is there a, a more likely place to find you? Yeah, Jason Aldean's. I'm, okay. I'm there a lot uh, playing on the weekends, so that's a good place to start. Uh, there will be axe throwing tonight. Uh, you just... Well, you, then you'll be throwing the axe on stage. No, yeah. you take care of your guitar. You don't throw it, do you? I don't. I don't have one that uh, I, can, I can smash right yeah. now. <laughs> um, and then uh, Cameron Harris, I think, is uh, setting you all up tonight. Yeah, and Looking then to that. you all be on around seven or so, mm-hmm. and a uh, couple of sets. Uh, any teasers? You want to? You going to do some originals? You going to do covers? What What are you thinking about doing? Uh, there's going to be some original music, yeah, but mostly covers. Mostly stuff that you guys love and know, and uh, hopefully you're singing along with us. When you were 19 years old, and you were 18 years old and 17 years old, there weren't events like this in Litchfield. So no. how happy does it make you to see the the seeds of this being planted to create a scene in your hometown? It's it's awesome because I know there's there's tons of guys like Cameron that uh, are in our county that there's so many talented musicians here. Like there's, I mean, you can count them all day long. Uh, So it's, it's good for them to have an outlet for this kind of thing because, uh, you know, going to Nashville and playing is great, but uh, when you can do it in your hometown is, is yeah, there's nothing like that. Will you be, have you been recruited already to come home for the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship? Do you I've, know that yet? I don't know. Well, don't I'll know. have to check with my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Your scheduler? Yeah. I got it. Well, Which is me, but d- I don't have my calendar. Don't don't stay gone very long is what we're saying, okay? Yeah. And we can't wait to see you perform tonight at uh, uh, East Main Market. we got all the details available on the website and got commercials running and all that. Stefan, good to see you as always. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. by. Stefan Miller, Papa and the Bear and the Love Den, performing at East Main Market tonight starting around 7 o'clock or so. So sit tight. We'll come back, wrap it up for the week here on In the Know. Wishing I was knee deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky breeze and it don't seem fair. Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair. Sunrise is MB's point to ponder for today. What item must be at the Memorial Day cookout? What do you think most people say has to be on the menu? Let's do it by main dish first. What's the hamburger slash hot dogs so yeah, in that? I'm the same but, some, with that. Either or. Sam, those are two different things. They're, a okay, hamburger a cookout, is different a than cookout, a hot dog. It's like peanut butter and jelly. You, hamburgers and hot dogs. They okay, just go together. Well, you take hamburger and I'll take hot dog. That's, they, are, they are not mutually inclusive of one another. You can have hamburgers without hot dogs. Of course, I should take my own advice because usually if I make one, I make the other, don't I? Yes, you do. And I make what fancy. What cookout have you been to that only makes dogs. one of them? Um, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it just no, goes I'm trying together. To think when I've done it, I have done it. To be clear, I, I definitely have have done it. Hamburger or cheeseburger? Sixty-one percent of people say hamburger or cheeseburger must be the top main dish. Hot dog at number two. Forty-six percent of people then brats, pork chops, chicken wings, turkey burger. Just don't even bother. 
Brisket at 25. I'm, I'll be a Becky Miller player. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, favorite cut of meat right there. I'm going. Uh, the sides, top sides. Potato salad. Potato salad is number one. Coleslaw, right. two. Corn on the cob at three. Coleslaw you can just throw out. Mac and cheese, baked beans, watermelon, cornbread, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, big, big weekend going on here between the lakes. So don't forget the Memorial Day parade, more like a processional tomorrow morning i i know they were earlier still looking for people that were uh, capable of carrying placards for a very uh, somber event tomorrow you can find out uh, more information from all the folks at the center on maine of how you can help if you want to get up and do that in the morning not going to be a great day weather-wise so they would appreciate your help as well and really looking forward to the uh, kickoff of the 2021 season with the uh, East Main Market. You know, a lot going on. We've had, you know, music and events around the lakes, but having something in the city of Litchfield kind of just creating more things for more people to do and um I like it. Looking forward to it and as you just heard from last segment, some great entertainment available to you. Tonight and K one hundred five Digital Productions will be doing what some live shots from there. That's what I understand. So looking forward to it uh, and capturing some of what's going on on television. Not a lot to report. I will at some point in time do my ceremonial viewing of Saving Private Ryan. It is a Memorial Day tradition for me. In addition to trying to work in the Indy five hundred and the Coca Cola six hundred, at some point I will watch. That's right. The Indy five hundred is this weekend. Saving Private Ryan. I still can't used to get used to the Indy five hundred being on NBC. It just doesn't look oh, right. On ABC. On no, it's, it's on. It needs NBC. to be on ABC. That's right. It historically has. I don't know that been, I knew so that it was on NBC. Very very difficult. And um, what else is going on this weekend that you need to know about for sure? The later in the weekend, the better the weather. Yes. Just the easiest way to describe it for you. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1977, 165 people were killed when fire raced through the Beverly Hills Supper Club in Southgate, Kentucky. Right up my neck of the woods. In 1912, the Senate Commerce Committee issued its report on the Titanic disaster that cited a state of absolute unpreparedness. It was unsinkable, remember? Mm-hmm. Birthdays today. Hall of Famer Jerry West is 83, basketball Hall of Famer Jerry West, and the infamous silhouette of the NBA logo, Mm -hmm. Jerry West is 83, Rudy Giuliani is 77, Gladys Knight is 77, Billy Vera is 77, John Fogarty is 76. You thought I was going with 77. It's a popular day there. (laughs) Phil Vassar is 57 today, Marco Rubio is 50 today, the only U.S. Senator that I have ever sat back-to-back with. Can't say I've done it with any of them. <laughs> uh, on a train, even. That's right. I forgot you've told you've told that story. Oh, this right. is recent, isn't it? It's In the past couple of years, four years ago, oh, probably okay. three, three was... four years. Kobe Ka- might have been two years ago. I don't know. The the last fifteen months has been forty eight months, mm-hmm. but then it's Touché. also been three months. Touché. So Kobe Calais is thirty six today. Is that the NCIS? Is that her? Kobe Calais is a musician. She no. sings well, bubbly. Uh, bubbly. Oh, okay. Bubbly, bubbly. Yep, yep. Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond, was born this date in 1908. He passed back in 1964. Chart toppers. We're really sort of out of time. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind that we ran long. No, because I, I was. En- I was enjoying the. Uh, I don't think our chart toppers can top what we got here in, in person. Are you sure? 
an awfully bold statement, Sam. Oh, it is pretty bold. I mean, 1956. <laughs> you're not taking into account Don Robertson's great number one hit from 1956 called "The Happy Whistler." Oh dear. <laughs> Are you not familiar <laughs> with this? Yep, I'll take Stephen Miller. <laughs> you taking Stephen? Does Chris Stapleton? Yes, easily. Okay, gonna put you to the test then. Yeah. Should I be worried? What about Papa Bear in the Love Den doing the Happy Whistler? Now that I would be interested in seeing. It, I don't <laughs> know if he. Can, I mean, that's impressive that you can whistle that much. It's like the Andy Griffith theme. I used to whistle. And then he met me. <laughs> and then my whistler got clipped. <laughs> I hate whistling. <laughs> when was the last time you heard me whistle? Do you know? I'm glad that I don't remember. Yeah. Do, do you Thank have you. the dad whistle down where you can get it and they can hear you a mile away? No. I, here, here's when I know I can whistle. When she walks through and I go. That's the only <laughs> See, <that's>, time. <laughs> <laughs> I get a pass on that one. That's the only time. <laughs> Sam Cham and the Pharaoh and Wooly Bully song near and dear to my heart. I wish I had time to tell the story. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, it's a good one. It really is. It is such a good story. Is it last show? My story career. Or? Oh, no, I've told oh, okay. it before. Yeah. Uh, but my career nearly ended that day. It was just. <laughs> it may be worth running a little bit more over. No. 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 Right, we'll save it. 1983. Irene Cara, Flashdance. What a feeling. All alone, I have cried. Go get your leg warmers out of the bureau. <laughs> well, we might need them tomorrow, right? <laughs> yes, maybe. In 83, we were still calling furniture bureau. In 1992, I was shocked to learn, I even shared with Stefan because he was wearing his Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, t-shirt, that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were number one with Under the Bridge in 1992. See, that's, that's a good song. Okay, so think of it. 1992, Under the Bridge. But also number one this date in 1992 was Sawyer Brown, Some Girls Do. You would have never convinced me the Chili Peppers and Sawyer Brown had number ones on the same day. I'll take the Chili Peppers. Yeah, me too. Some girls do. Uh, I have introduced Sawyer Brown in concert before. So, we're, we're friends. Mark Miller's the lead singer. My name is Mark, in case you all hadn't noticed. So. This is another story I don't know. I know all kinds of famous people. I know Sawyer Brown and Stephen Miller. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that, does it? That's a true story. You said it. Preach it. (laughs) You got it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. By the way, I hope you'll uh, show out tonight and um, see Papa Bear in the Love Den. It's going to be a nice night and kind of be dodging some rain showers and just pay attention to uh, the latest to know what's going on. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Happiness is where... Happiness is where we find it, but rarely where we seek it. Happiness is where we find it, but rarely where we seek it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Tuesday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Power.